Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, starting at verse 7. You will find these words. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Saints of God, I want to uh, continue in our series of lessons on these things must come to pass. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. Amen. These things must come to pass. Amen. In this series of lessons, amen, um, I have um, tried to uh, go more into a teaching mode because of the um, environment in which we are living today. Amen. There is a lot of talk about what time it is. Amen. There's a lot of people trying to uh, be the specialist and the, the uh, source of knowledge as it relates to whether this is the end or not. So I thought it appropriate to go to one who has all authority, who knows all things, to give us a better glimpse into what time it is. So we find out from this one whose name is Jesus that these things must come to pass. Amen. Uh, Sister Terry, when we look at verse uh, 7, Jesus says, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Uh, there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. But the starking and the startling thing that we see here in verse 8 that Jesus says, all these are the beginning, amen, Sister Bond, the beginning of sorrows. 
So when everybody is saying it's the end, Jesus is saying it's the beginning. Amen. When everybody else, Sister Williams, is saying, I think this is it, Jesus is saying, mm-mm, this is just the beginning of sorrows. So for the believer, those who are walking after Jesus Christ, the season we are in is not the end of winter. Amen. We're in a season now where we're still at the beginning of sorrows. Every time we turn around, there is a rumor of a war. And at other times, we are always in a war. As we have talked about on last week, amen, we were in the Iraqi war from 2001 to 2011. And we've been in the Afghan war even up to the present day. It has not ended yet. And now we're on the brinks of rumors of another war, but right now we are in skirmishes, amen. But Jesus says, when you see these things, it's just the beginning of sorrows. So Jesus is saying to us that this is a marker but it's not the end marker. It is what we should be taking note of, but our day is not done yet. So if you remember from last week that the disciples were showing Jesus the temple and the buildings that supported the temple, and they were astounded by the beauty of the temple at which they had in first century AD. But shockingly, when they took Jesus and said, look at these things, when you look at the book of Mark, you find out that they were actually saying, look at these beautiful buildings, look at these wonderful works of art. Instead of Jesus coming back and saying, you are right, disciples, these are wonderful buildings. No, he hits them with the fact that they're all going to be destroyed. He said they're going to be destroyed so badly that not one stone will not be unturned. Not one stone will not be turned over. So you know it's going to be a devastating event. And he was prophesying to them of the devastating event that would happen in 70 AD. When Rome would end up destroying the temple. But they asked another question. They asked, when will these things be? When will your time come that you come back. What they didn't know is that they were asking two questions that were as far away as the heavens are from the earth. The first question was only talking about 70 AD, but the second question talks about a time that has not even come yet in 2020. They had no idea that they would be dead and sleeping in their graves before the second question would come to pass. When would Jesus come back for his kingdom? But Jesus did not leave them without an answer. First of all, he let them know that the things that they were seeing in the, the, the skirmishes and the zealots against the Romans and all of these wars and skirmishes were just the beginning of of sorrows. It was just the beginning of the time when sin would plague the world. He said there would be natural disasters. 
There would be earthquakes in California. There would be tsunamis in China. There would be hurricanes in Florida and along the eastern seaboard. Amen. There would be these things. There would be pestilences. There would be pandemics and epidemics. All of these things. There would be breakouts. But those were only the beginning of sorrows. So these are a sign to us that the end is not yet, but you need to be getting ready. Amen. We need to be sure that we're about the Father's business because these signs are letting us know that time is moving on. But the end is not yet. It's not time to go home and lock your doors and wait on the rapture. Amen. No, it's time to be about the Father's business because it's the beginning of sorrows. But look at the text. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name sake. Jesus in his uh, prophetic way, amen, is now talking about a time that has not come yet. We have not been hated by all nations for his name's sake yet. Uh, Christianity, amen, even though it's on the decline, amen, is still pretty popular. Amen. There are still television programs and there's still radio programs. There are still churches. There's still a semblance, amen, of respect, even though there's a lot of disrespect for the church. But there is a day coming, amen, that all nations will turn against the people of God. But that day has not come yet, but it's on its way. And so that is once again a signal for us to know that we need to be about the Father's business while we still have time. There is an urgency because we know not the day nor the hour, but the signs let us know that things are changing and things are going the direction at which Jesus said they would. So we ought to uh, get in a hurry about doing the will of God. We ought to take every opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ for with as many as we can. And you know something about this day and time? We live in a time of technological advance now that is easier than ever to share the gospel. Not only sharing the gospel one-on-one, -on -one, but we can share the gospel in social media, we can share the gospel with podcasts. We can share the gospel in many different avenues according to technology today. We can write books. Amen. They're easy to publish. Amen. So many ways for us to get the word out. Amen. Because the word of God is still sharper than any two-edged sword. It knows how to cut between the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. See, we have ways now to share the gospel that while we're asleep, it's still working. Ain't that good news, y'all? That when you uh, write your blog post or you write your post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media you use, if you use social media, amen, or you send a card, amen, however you do it, the gospel can still work while you're asleep. 
And I think this is a great time because we can do video and audio. I mean, this is a great time, amen, that those before us did not have. So we must take advantage of this, amen, because this is our time, amen? So you look at the text. And he says, and there will be many offended and they will betray one another and will hate one another. Verse 10 shows us something very peculiar. And that is that communion seems to have left the building. Everybody's offended and everybody's betraying one another. It says Jesus is saying that everyone has been left to their own devices. I want to um, bring to your remembrance something that the Apostle Paul said in one of the letters to uh, the church at Thessalonica. He talked about this man of lawlessness. And he talked about how that the man of lawlessness is constrained because of the spirit. That the spirit is here and the spirit dwells and he constrains the man of lawlessness. He constrains all out anarchy. The spirit being the Holy Spirit. But this is like all out anarchy here where everybody's offended and everybody's betraying one another. Because the spirit is not holding the man of lawlessness at bay. This time that's being spoke of here is when the believer has been taken back to glory. Because when the believer goes back to glory, guess who goes to back to glory with them? The Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit lies in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So now Jesus is talking about a time, amen, when the saints of God have now been raptured away. Now things are in total disarray because you do know that it's because of the spirit of God in this world today that it's not already a complete pandemonium. It's not completely bedlam as it is today. It is the spirit that keeps things under control. Amen. God still has his hand on this world. Amen? So when we look at the text, he says that folks will just hate one another and they'll betray one another. See, the love of many will wax cold. They, they will wax cold because the love of God has left the building. Because the love of God left with the people of God. And so God is now going to allow folks to be given over to their own devices. This is not a time for the believer to want to be here, but we want to be in the mezzanine, amen, as it talks about in the book of Revelation. So it looks, and in this time, then there will be many false prophets who will rise up and deceive many. Well, this kind of looks similar to the time in which we live because there are false prophets rising up even today. Yeah. 
Just the other day, I um, watched a video that a preacher has sent to me about another pastor, amen, who have decided that what he has believed for 30 years, amen, he no longer believes. He said that he called out to God and he, he, he asked the Lord to show him that he was real and he researched Jesus Christ, but he found that it was all a sham. He found that not one character of the Bible, amen, really existed. False teaching, false prophecy. It can come from anywhere. It's coming today, but this text talks about it getting much worse. That false prophets will be coming up everywhere and deceiving many. Because the wisdom of the Lord God will be in the mezzanine. He will have taken his people out and things will have gone to complete bedlam. So the disciples were asking, when will the Lord come back? He says, these things must be. So when you look at the text, he says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures till the end shall be saved. See, during this time, as those who studied the book of Revelation, uh, when we had our study in Bible study, they're going to have to make up their mind, amen, that they're going to serve the Lord. And it's not going to be just a gentle make up their mind, but it's going to cost them their lives. Amen? In those days, amen, you are going to be a martyr for Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in those days, there is going to be a mark called the mark of the beast. And if you don't take that mark, you won't be able to buy nor sell. And eventually those without the mark will be killed. Saints of God, I point to the fact that this looks to be something so far in the future. And it may be. But I contend with you today, we have the technology right now to carry this out. We have the technology because we're already going to be a digital world. Amen. I mean, cash is becoming less and less of a tool to be used. Everybody's not hardly even using credit cards. Some are just passing from one website to another, digits to digits. Do you realize how easy it is for those who are in control to just shut down commerce when everything is online? When everything is on the internet, everybody knows, those who are in charge knows exactly where your finances is and they know exactly how to turn it off. Because it's just digits now, just ones and zeros. All it would take is the the keystrokes on a keyboard. And everybody all around the world is becoming connected. Not just first world countries or second world countries, but also third world countries. The internet through the cell phone, amen, has just proliferated, amen. So everybody's getting access. But guess what? That's the same method by the one who is in charge can get control. So we're not that far, and we already have nanotechnology. 
which we could easily be uh, injected with a chip, amen, that could track us all. There's technology in China right now that allows uh, facial recognition, that allows them to be able to find any one of the over a billion folk who are in China when they're looking for them. They did a test uh, fairly recently, amen, where they said, we'll let you see how this technology worked. They were working with some research group and they said, uh, tell your guy to take off and we'll give him an hour head start. And we guarantee we will find him within 30 minutes. So the guy went, he went and he went, he tried to hide. He ended up going into a crowd of people and thought that he was hidden within them. And within six minutes, they located where he was. That's a scary thought because they're implementing that in China, but you know they want to implement that in other countries as well including the United States. We're not so far away. We already have the technology to easily implement this. President uh, George H.W. Bush talked about, when he was the president, about the one world order, the new world order, the one world government. We're not that far away. But it is not yet because some other things still need to come to pass. Because what we see by implication is it's not wars and rumors of wars which will show us the end, but it will be peace. Because when the man of lawlessness comes, according to Revelation, when he comes, he's going to create great peace in the world. It's during that time when you know the time has come to an end. Not when wars and rumors of wars, but when it's peace. And yet we have not had peace. We have not had peace worldwide. But that is the signal that the end is going to come. In that day, day of peace, there will be one leader, the Antichrist. There will be one world government. And right now, that time has not come. But there's another thing that needs to come before the end will be. And before the time at which Jesus Christ comes back for his church. And let's look what it says in the text. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. See, we got to get in a hurry. Amen. Because it is our work which ushers in the end. There are still indigenous people of different places who have not heard the gospel yet. There are still generations that have not heard the gospel yet. But we are the ones who continue the progression, continue to share. And as we share the gospel more and more, and we allow the advances that have been given to us to help us proliferate it, amen, we usher in the end. But the end is not yet because we have not gotten to that time 
of false peace. So saints of God, today I'm, I'm teaching this lesson to help us and to help us help one another not to get distracted, not to get in a panic, as Jesus says, but to stay focused. We have to stay focused on our mission. We have to stay focused on the work that we have to do because we are in a battle, but we are in a battle for the souls of mankind. Now, while they're shooting nuclear missiles and while they're shooting atomic bombs and while they're doing all of these things and having skirmishes, none of that will save anybody's soul. But we who have the keys to the kingdom, amen, what we do is not just for time, but it's also for eternity. All this is is another marker on our road to glory that we know we're one marker close and that we need to be all the more diligent in carrying out the work of the Lord. So today I encourage each and every one of us here today to continue to find avenues to share the gospel, to share the gospel with our friends and our loved ones, also to share the gospel for, with those that we don't know. Use all of the different technological advances that we have at our disposal to use for good and not for evil. This is our time and we have this opportunity, but we must take advantage of it today because there is still coming a day when Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. And he asked the question, whom will he find faithful? Will he find us faithfully working? Will he find us faithfully spreading the gospel? Will he find us faithfully taking care of the needs of those who are without? That is the question. But it's not a time to panic, but it's a time to get about the Father's business. That's all I got for you today. Amen. The doors of the church are open. If there's somebody here today who doesn't know our Lord and Savior, amen, Jesus Christ, amen, right now is the time to get to know him. Amen. If anyone, you can join the church by baptism, by Christian experience, amen, by renewing, amen, your devotion to God, amen. And this is the time at which we do that because the Lord has made a way out of no way. Amen. And at this time, the doors of the church are open. Amen. There is a rule at the cross for
Yeah.